Hey friend, it is Friday and welcome to the end of the week and to today's episode of Enough for Today. It is early Friday for me, so I made my noon deadline and I just got done hosting a Zoom meeting with uh, some men who gather together to study God's Word and they're using Stop Trying uh, as their group study and they wanted me to jump into their Zoom meeting. So it was a, a great time, about a one hour discussion early on Friday morning and uh, a lot of good questions, a lot of good uh, conversation, encouraging. So I hope you've had an encouraging week. I have had a crazy week. I'm telling you, it's been nonstop from Monday morning to now. Um, I'm getting ready to just set aside the morning to study for Sunday, and we're going to press into John 9. So I hope that you will join me as we unfold the beautiful rest of the story. We just set the story up on uh, last Sunday with Jesus healing the blind man um, who went down to wash in the pool of Siloam and came seeing. Now the story's going to going to going to grow out of that miracle and it's a wonderful story it's a beautiful story so i really look forward to um to unfolding that on sunday morning and i hope you'll pray that people will turn to christ and that hearts will be made closer to him and that we will get a glimpse and a, a clearer eyes on him and who he is in our lives well we are we finished psalm 63 and we're going to break into psalm 64 and i'm tossed i'm i'm actually a little bit torn right now on whether to uh, to go forward into 64 or to, to give you one more point on uh, 63. So let's just do both, okay? On 63, I, I, I woke up middle of the night and uh, stayed awake for quite a while and just meditated on this thought, the king shall rejoice in God. And I know we unpacked it yesterday, but I want to apply it. I want to drive it home one, one specific way that God just put in my heart in the middle of the night. And that is that here David is in the wilderness, uh, doesn't know when this moment is going to end, doesn't know how it's going to end, is really there out of necessity with a handful of people that he loves, just preserving his life, knowing that God is preserving his life. But he's really um, looking at an uncertain moment. He's experiencing probably some real sorrow and grief and a sense of desperation. But this is just a wonderful psalm in that he reaches in deep and decides to worship in the wilderness. We've talked about that. But in verse 11, he lands on just this emphatic declaration. It is a, um, it's a resolution of, of sorts. He's preaching. I think he's preaching to himself. I think he's I think he's remembering his own identity, the king. I think he's remembering that God's called him to this, that God gave him this, that God has he hasn't grasped for this identity. This is a God-given identity. This is who he is in the design and the will and the plan and purpose of God. And so he he doesn't question that. He just says the king. I I'm, I'm who God says I am, okay? And I will rejoice in God. I'm going to rejoice in my identity, in who he says I am, even when I don't feel it. Do you think David felt like he was king in this moment? Do you think David had answers? You think David, um, no, but, but, 
He certainly didn't feel like a king. He certainly didn't have the trappings around him of a king in the moment. He wasn't living in a palace. He wasn't surrounded by feasts and servants. Um, he's displaced. He's disoriented. He's, he's in a moment where he could, he could get into a fog of self-pity. He could be exasperated. <sighs> he could walk away. He could say, you can have it. You can have the nation, you can have the throne, you can have it all. I'm going to go tend sheep in the wilderness. He could have reverted back to his old identity, a shepherd, sheep, wilderness, uh, fields, quiet. Not a lot of problems, not a lot of political turmoil, not a lot of heaviness. Just tending sheep, worshiping God, writing songs. What a great life that would have been. David, in this moment, he's vol- he could have been volatile. He could have been vulnerable to really doing some wildly wrong things, some maybe some desirable things, just to get out of the limelight of Jerusalem, get out from under the pressures of the palace life. Um, but he doesn't. He says, no, I'm going to be who God called me to be and who God tells me I am. And I'm going to rejoice in God. And he's kind of preaching to himself. Wait, no. God made me king. God tells me to rejoice. And so I will. And I see in this this verse 11 just resolute obedience. Resolute self-sacrifice and deliberate um, exertion of will over emotion and will over circumstances and devotion to God over um, the desperation of the moment. And it speaks to me. It challenges me. Um, in my life, there's identities that have been given to me. I'm Dana's husband. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm Dana's husband. I'm, I'm, I'm dad and papa to a growing number of people. I'm, um, I'm pastor to a growing number of people. And... Um, just to be transparent, there's a lot of times I just feel misfit in, in any one of those identities. I, sometimes I don't feel like I know how to be a great husband or a great dad or a great papa or even a good pastor. And I flounder a little bit for a moment psychologically like, what, what, you know, am I able to do this? And these people deserve better. But, but you are... In, in a good place when you're in a God place. You're in a good place when you accept the call, the identity that God's given you, um, the, the title that he has conferred upon you. If he calls you his child, then you are. If, if he says you're, you're that person's husband or that person's wife, then you are. And you should function fully in that place and lay aside any temptation to not be that. If you are someone's parent or grandparent, you should embrace that title, even though you may feel misfit or insufficient to it. No, God confers that title upon you, which means God confers that ability upon you. He gives you what those people need from him through you so you can be that to those people. If he calls you a manager, if he calls you a worker, a laborer, a team member, if he calls you a CEO or a business leader, 
or a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher, if he calls you this, then you are this. He has conferred upon you your identity, your design, your ability, your, your, your divine enabling. And if, if you don't embrace it, then um, you're not going to see it materialize. You can have all the call, all the conferring, all the ability, all the possibility, all the opportunity, but if you don't believe it and choose it, then it just won't materialize. It all begins with belief. And so whatever your role today, I hope you'll be like David in the wilderness and you'll embrace the God-given design of you and that you'll embrace it confidently and courageously and self-sacrificially, not self-confidence, but Christ-confidence, and that you will choose to be who you are in God's eyes, who he says you are, and that you will choose to rejoice in it. And um, I really think that's enough for today. So that's Friday. That's the end of Psalm 63. And um, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll pray for us on Sunday. It's Emmanuel Global, John 9. We're just anticipating a great day of worship and spiritual growth. And then uh, we will pick it back up here on Monday when we will read forward into Psalm 64. So if you want to get ahead of me, uh, start meditating on Psalm 64. But today, choose to be who you are and choose to rejoice in your God. So happy Friday, my friends. Have a great day. See you this weekend or on Monday.